Good evening, you are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. With me tonight, if I'm not mistaken, we have a full panel. Uh, I am joined by Troy Goodfellow. A full original panel. It's true. The only person missing is Tom. But which, yeah. is, which is pretty much original. That's pretty much how it always is. <laughs> We're kicking it old school. <laughs> now, I, I didn't get in touch with Tom about this, but uh, if we could have had him, then we would have we caught all the Pokemon. All the three of my Pokemon would be here on the show. Oh, God. Uh, which means that, you. that means we've got Bruce here as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was an introduction. What the hell yes. is that, Bruce? This is the one time you leave me hanging? Oh, I don't know. I thought I, I thought you were just giving facts. I didn't realize that that was like an introduction. Hi. <laughs> All right. That's much better. And obviously, uh, we've also got Julian Murdoch. Hello, everyone. Been a while. It's been like three or four shows since I've been on. Longer, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. You, it's been a, it's been a crazy start to the year for you. It has been. It has been indeed. But you brought me back. You couldn't. I couldn't sit still for this one. No, I lured you not. back for a very special topic. Uh, something I've been looking forward to talking about with these guys for a long time. And that classic is... game analysis. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be looking at the Panzer General series. Our, mem- our fond memories of it, and its legacy. We're also going to talk, I hope, about uh, the upcoming Panzer Corps and what we want from that. But before we get into the future, uh, let- let's talk about the past, as we so often do on this show. Um, Bruce, I'd like to start with you. What, what, are, your feeling- what are your feelings on Panzer General? I- to be honest with you, I didn't really like it. I kind of expected that, but yeah, yeah I mean- let's let's hear it. Well, Julian can can kind of sort of uh, relate to this. I, I think it's kind of the uh, conflict of heroes of computer games. I knew you were going to say that. I knew uh, exactly <laughs> where you were going with that. You go to Vegas crap. and put money down on it. You could uh, you'd be richer now. <laughs> I don't know what the line is on the things that I'm going to say, but uh, <laughs> you're pretty predictable. I don't think you get. I don't think you get particularly good odds. Uh, that's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, that, in my line of work, that's a virtue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Bravo. Well, anyway, slow clap. So, All right. So, what does that mean? It's the let's go on. Of heroes. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I mean, I, I actually remember Prince generally well. Uh, came out um, like 1994. Oh, I was gonna say six, but uh, I guess I don't remember as well as I thought. Well, now I, me- I remember going to the store and. Um, Seeing it sitting there and thinking it was uh, seemed like a really cool idea um, because it had Panzers and a general, and that was pretty much all I wanted. <laughs> and uh, and then, if, if, interestingly enough, a friend of mine, really very close friend of mine, who uh, a big computer gamer, uh, not so much a, a hardcore war gamer, although uh, when he was a kid, uh, he did play uh, war games, but then sort of uh, grew out of it, as he put it. Um, told me about this great war game called Panzer General, and I really had to check it out. And, um, you know, I, I played it, and I thought it was, uh, you know, pretty much everything I didn't like in a game, except for the fact that it was a bit of a puzzle game. Uh, and I kind of liked that about it. But, yeah, I mean, it, I, you know, it's the uh, it's the sort of, it's, it's, a, it's a war game for people who don't, don't really like war games, but they like tanks and airplanes, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not something that I particularly enjoy playing. Um... And uh, you know, I think in that way, it's kind of the conflict of heroes of uh, of uh, 
computer games because that's a game for people who don't really like, uh, you know, rules and, and thinking and just want to push cool little counters around, and that's great, you know. It's good for, don't don't, expand, for on, don't wow. expand on that. Why is this a game for people who don't like war games? People who don't like war games don't like being constrained by historical, uh, you know, um, his, historical restrictions. Um, they don't like uh, sort of the impersonality of, uh, of you know, the, the fact that something is the Seventh Panzer Division isn't enough for them. Uh, not that it should be, but uh, that's a good know. thing, right? Isn't it? Sounds good to me. I don't know that there's anything good or bad about it. I mean, is there? Are are we assigning moral value to uh, our preferences in in uh, in, uh, in gaming? Because if that, that's a whole other show, I thought we already did that show anyway. No, I mean, I I think that it's uh, there are a whole bunch of it's it's, it's almost a role playing game in a sense. You're you're, you're Units gain experience. You get experience, yeah. I mean, that was very yeah. controversial at the time. Right, right. I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, it's not really so unrealistic. I mean, you know, uh, in terms of uh, certainly uh, units gain experience in in war games, or they or they get you know better morale, or they have better morale checks, or something or other. Who knows? But um, but I don't think that's any. I don't think that's particularly bad. I just think no. that the way that it's the way that it's presented is presented. Sort of as a you know, here are your guys. They go through the story. You know, they they uh, you can buy them equipment. Uh, you know, it's a, it, it's it's it it has all the hooks that uh, you know a, a, a more traditional computer role playing type strategy gamer would enjoy that don't necessarily have anything to do with wargaming. So uh, for that well, reason, I'm not particularly in, interested in the game. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I dismiss the idea that it has nothing to do with wargaming. I mean, it is definitely beer and pretzels compared to some of right. the deeper sure. mm-hmm. games of the time. I mean, it's yes, accessible sir. and I it's agree quick. With you. Okay. Um, so that t- that doesn't mean to me that it has nothing to do with wargaming. It means that it's been boiled down. And I think you can have good wargame experiences that simply remove a lot of the extraneous detail and let you focus on certain tactics. Now, I'm not going to defend... Panzer General or Panzer General Two, and say that they were, you know, deep, realistic simulations or anything like that. I mean, no, of course not. That's not what they were. Um, but but what they were was, I thought that they did a really good job of bringing out sort of one key element in war games at the time, which was the sort of dance of units, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the strength of units. The way it dealt with that way back in 1994, I thought. It wasn't revolutionary, but it was so polished and so well done that it was just an enjoyable system to play with. I mean, I I just remember vividly that that sense of of mastering a particular unit and how it could be used in certain situations and and the rock paper scissors nature of the of yeah. the combat and and right. I I think it was intensely satisfying. It's definitely not a simulation, but I don't think it right. ever built itself as that. Well, I already, I already covered that. If you'd have listened carefully to my little uh, screed there, uh, I already, already mentioned that <laughs> part and, uh, and dismissed it as the puzzle game uh, part of the the game. And I, I like puzzles. There's nothing wrong with puzzles. So, I mean, well, it's, uh, it's fine with me. Well, wait, though. But then, but then I'm kind of lost as to how this is a war game that for people who don't like war games. It, it's because it has tanks than... and planes and things that, you know, that... that uh... I, I love Panzer. It's a great game. But it, it is the history channel war game, is what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a, it's a it's a game. Uh, if you if you like the idea of Erwin Rommel, but don't really like the idea of anything that actually had to do with the campaign in North Africa, um, I mean, you might as well just have a Stratego game and have a little Erwin Rommel counter, right? And That's then, a bit which, much. Right? Oh God, 
Now look, it, I I don't I don't have any problem with the game uh, as a game. I don't right. think there's anything wrong with. I mean, like I said, I'm not assigning moral value to people's uh, to people's Choice. right, uh, of course. choices or or, or or tasting games. I just think that the things about Panzer General that make it attractive to strategy gamers in general who don't like war games are precisely the things that don't make it a particularly good war game. So what would have made it a better war game? Is it is it just well, a matter think, of depth? The, the, the better question is what about it that attracts war gamers to Panzer, Panzer General? Because Panzer General does not just attract non-war gamers. It has tanks in it. It's that simple. It's just all theme? Well, yeah, of course. Eh, well, I, mean, I, what, 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 I mean, what else? No, I, I don't buy it. I mean... No, buy what? I don't buy that it's just that it's just got tanks. I think you know if we're going back to the it, it's boiled down. I mean, for me, my reaction to it is there's a lot of times where I just don't want to play a serious war game, but I do want to play a war game. And I'm not saying like I love war games, but there are times I really don't want to be you know flipping to the PDF manual and trying to figure out what the hell supply rules are today. Mm-hmm. I just want to go into a game where all my decisions are really kind of distilled to their essence. Do mm-hmm. I want to resupply this unit? Yes or no. How can I do that? Well, I right-click on it and I say, fuel it up, give them new ammo, it loses a turn. Mm-hmm. All, these, all these things are they're very simple, they're very straightforward decisions. It is a but simple th- war game model. But the scenarios you find yourself in, you say, you say it's a puzzle game. Yeah, that's very true, but there's a lot of different solutions to the puzzles. There are better solutions to, to each puzzle. And, but they don't well, but, really have but, to, anything to do with the problems that the, that those commanders had. But you see, in... but I'm not sure I agree with that. I think that okay. the, the problem is All that right. they're they're one dimensional. It's not that they have nothing to do with it. It's not like oh, you know, they had to t- they had to hold this bridge. I guess that you know, and no, they didn't have to hold that bridge in the real scenario. They're based on the scenarios. However, they're a single sort of monolithic interpretation of every scenario. Like, aha, the key to this scenario was you had to hold the bridge for the majority of the battle. Or the key to this scenario was, you know, gaining the supply depot early in the game. So in that sense, they're puzzle games in that there is a quote-unquote right solution to each one of the scenarios. There's an optimal solution, not necessarily a right solution, because you can win but not quite win. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially in the campaign where you can... Win the, you can win a scenario, but there are different levels of victory. And the better your victory is, the more scenarios you unlock. Right. Yeah, sure. Okay. So it's not like it's entirely fixed. The idea is that, you know, there are better and worse solutions to the puzzle. I mean, the puzzle game, yes, but, you know, there are, like all good war games, there are different levels of victory conditions. But, mm-hmm. like the best war games, uh, especially in a campaign model, there are different outcomes for meeting different levels of conditions. And I think that was my pan, what makes Panzer General so special is that it gives you a reason to go back and revisit uh, different victory conditions, revisit first other scenarios. Because so many war games did not offer that. You would win it and that would be it. But Panzer General special was you could win it better. Uh, I understand that, but the but the but the the, the problems that that you would face in a in a in a more simulation type war game in the Polish campaign had sure. nothing to do with anything in the Polish campaign scenarios in Panzer General. Absolutely, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to say they're historically so, grounded. So, so that's but that's but that's my whole point, right? right? I mean, my my point is that if it's not if if it's a if it's a game with tanks that purports to. That, that has the, you know, if, if it's like a bunch of guys wearing Knicks uniforms and a bunch of guys wearing Celtics uniforms, but 
they don't correspond to any of the players, nor do they have any of those players' abilities, and they play in Phoenix, then it's not really an NBA basketball game between the Knicks and, and, and Celtics. So I was just I've just been <laughs> replaying actually the you know the invasion of Poland scenario in Panzer General. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, I guess I you know, I'd be interested to hear this. I mean, how does it not how is it not how does it have so little to do with the Polish campaign? Because the way the scenario they lay out for you, you know, certainly kind of jives with you know, sort of the way I imagine the Polish campaign a lot of times is kind Isn't of Isn't that kind of a weak test? Uh, I mean the Polish campaign is kind of a weak test for World War II. Well, yeah, but, game, but right? yeah, but it's it's fresh in my memory and you know, well, let's let's just roll. It will remind me because I really don't remember it that well. So maybe I'm wrong. So go okay, ahead. so I mean, well, in the Polish campaign, I mean, as the Germans, you, you you face, you know, you've got a lot of advantages. You face one nutty problem, and that is that the Poles have, you know, the main the main access roads through the map that lead to most of your victory points are really heavily defended by Polish troops. They are dug okay. in. Okay. So your your challenge there as the Germans is to find a way to keep those troops from redeploying safely and moving back to you know, new lines of defense. Right. But also not getting, you know, massacred in those defense yeah, lines. Yeah, not getting bogged yeah. down. Yeah, as yeah. You somehow, somehow, somehow get around them, but don't take so long doing it that you lose your chance to destroy them, that you lose the right. scenario. That that strikes me as sort of, you know, based on a true story, right? I'm not okay. It's certainly not a simulation, but at least it's trying to capture the essence of the challenge for the Germans in that. That wasn't the essence of the challenge for the Germans at all, though. Okay, First of all, so, they weren't so bound was, to the roads. Because the, uh, Poland is basically a flat plain. It was the driest summer in years, so the tanks actually had were, were extremely good off-road. Uh, the whole Polish problem wasn't redeploying. It was stopping the Germans at all because the German goal was to attack Warsaw. I don't think they uh, – I mean the, the Polish deployment was – uh, was uh, politically based and really had no chance of success at all. And once the Soviets invaded, I mean, that was the end of the story, and the Germans knew that they were going to do that in the first place. So I don't think that any of that has any... I mean, it's just it's just kind of made so, up. Bruce, are you saying that no war game can start with an invasion of Poland? It can. Sure it can. But if it's, if it's a foregone conclusion, then, I mean, what's the point, right? But I'm saying that... The, the, no, 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 I'm not... That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the... All those things had nothing to do with the with the tactical situation or operational situation in Panzer General. Panzer General just made up some stuff. Said, you know, these these units have to get off the map or whatever, and 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 fine. But I mean, I, I don't think that has anything to do with the with the, with a with a Polish uh, with a with a simulation of the Polish campaign. I, I don't remember the scenario that well, but I, I but I don't remember it being particularly. Also, I I, I would take issue with uh, with the. Um, uh, with the relative strengths of the units. Okay. I'm, I'm, this is a completely ridiculous argument to be having. We're having an argument. I was saying the exact it. same thing. You I guys started it. You told me to have Wait, this argument, so I'm no, just no, following no, orders. No, no, the answer, the, the answer, first of all, following orders is no excuse, and you should know that. <laughs> Second of all, the, the answer is always the fight started with Bruce, because it always does. Right. Panzer General uh, has a special place in the hearts of strategy right. gamers and war yes, gamers. It does. The question is, except for mine, why, except for Bruce. I mean, the thing is, what makes Panzer General first special? Because Panzer yes, General, let's talk about that. Panzer General is the, uh, it is the Baron Pretzels war game. Mm-hmm. It is the thing always held up as this is what war game strategy gaming used to be, should be. It is hex based. It is easy to understand. It is seen as what war gaming should be, and I accept that. I accept that this is what should be what. Who says who? The Pope? It's, 
No, yeah, yeah, the Pope. The, the, the Pope's a big warrior. Pope Benedict's a huge it's, it's warrior. A well, com- I mean, what it it's commonly be. held so, up as it's so definitive. It's commonly held up as a so sort definitive. of paragon That's, of modern war gaming right. on the computer. Yeah, 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 for better, it, it, for worse. You know, it is the gate. It is the gate between uh, mass understanding of war gaming, mass understanding of strategy gaming, and something deeper, something better, something more moral. If you want to take the Bruce argument, I didn't of, make that uh, argument at all. Yeah, you, by by not making the argument, you're making the argument. Uh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Wow. So the, hey, listeners. So the, this is what we have. The Panzer General has this special place in okay. gaming history. Sure. Okay, there, good. You you cannot deny that. The I'm question not denying is, it. I I'm not saying you are. I'm saying. Okay. Good. The question I'm asking is why does Panzer General have this place? What is the special role Panzer General has that other games have either a not been able to fill. Or B is Panzerjunglen aberration? Is well, it I think you touched on it all. I think I think you touched on those points. I mean, it's a, it's a very it's a it's a straightforward game. It's easy to understand. It uses uh, mechanics that it that uh, are shared with other genres like strategy role playing games, and uh, it ha- it has sort of the, it it includes history in very broad brushstrokes without getting tied up in the details. Okay. And so you can play a game about World War II, and it's an interesting strategy game. Like I said, I never denied the puzzles can be interesting, uh, and but you don't have it doesn't presuppose, you know, any knowledge about whether this, you know, whether a T thirty four can, you know, stand up to a, a whatever a Jag Panzer or something. Uh, Julian, I hate to become the host here, but Julian, where do you come at this from? Because you're an ASL guy. You are also, you know, with this huge, broad gaming background. I mean, where do you come at this from? This yeah, so, not... I mean, I, I love Panzer General for what it's not trying to be, right? I mean, to me, right. to me, the, the, the genius of Panzer General was that it recognized, and, and honestly, we, we should talk about the, the later incarnations of it, continues, yeah. I think, to recognize that there, um, that there are people who are genre-obsessed, who like to play different kinds of games within a genre, right? World War II is an environment we all love to play in, right? And is World War II a genre? Well, I no, think it is. I think it is. Or, or I mean, it, like science fiction is a genre, right? In that it, it is a class of games that play out in familiar tropes. Um, and, really? And I think well, just like well, I'm just gonna I, let me finish my metaphor. Just like people who are really into science fiction. Could can both like really you know hard science Arthur C. Clarke Isaac Asimov you know traditional sci-fi mm-hmm. reading might mm-hmm. also enjoy watching Stargate or some complete pablum oh, sci-fi no TV. Watch, no one likes watching Stargate. My my point is there are people who dig science fiction and mm-hmm. they dig it both when it's really deep and challenging and intellectually mm-hmm. stimulating mm-hmm. and when it's something they do for forty five minutes before they go to bed and they don't want to think about it anymore. Right, they enjoy both of those things, and to so me, which, the, which is Panzer General? It's the Stargate SG One. Oh God, of World oh, God. War Two games, right? It is. It ow. is the praise. Ow, 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 ow! It's the light version of the spectrum. Hey, there are plenty of Stargate fans who are probably right in. Hey, I don't particularly care for it, but my point is that because they're um, idiots, is is that there are not that many games that do this end of the spectrum well, right? right? There are a lot of games that try to do this and fail badly. But it's I celebrate every time we get 
a light strategy game that I think creates an an enjoyable and strategic experience, right? And Panzer General is at least strategic. It's not like it's yes. a random. It's not right. like we're playing a World yeah. War II dice game. It may be ahistorical, but at least it's a very valid deep strategy game where your decisions matter. Exactly. And I really enjoyed the hell out of out of Chuck Krogel's card game that he made for the latest edition of this, which was Panzer General Allied Assault for uh, that was released both as a board game and for, as an Xbox Live game. Which I have not played as Effectively unrelated to Panzer General, other than the fact that, like Bruce said, it's got tanks and some planes and infantry guys <laughs> running around <laughs> on battlefields we all know the names of. Like, yeah, I mean, okay. But it's but it's a really yeah, it's, entertaining strategic my, 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 card game. Yeah, but my nightmares have those. <laughs> well, your your nightmares are coming to a game near you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Troy. So so we've all been arguing back and forth, and uh, you know, I'd like to hear your take. Like, how do you, how do you locate Panzer General? Um, you know, on the spectrum, and for you, what made it special? Why does it why does it why does the memory stand out after all these years? Well, it came out late for me. I mean, I was one of the people who was I was in graduate school when it came out. So it came to it like two or three years after it actually came out. Uh, like 96, I think. Or I actually got to Panzer General. Uh, when I was... Yeah, I was married by then. Uh, so it's a game, one of those catch-up type things. And it was... It's special and unique. I mean, game, Panzer General, like, it is the... You look at it and you think it's... Why aren't there more transitional games? And it's a transitional thing. I mean, I have all these... People asking me, you know, how can I get into Europa Universalis? How can I get into Hearts of Iron? How could I do all these, even Theater of War? How can I understand Theater of War? Mm-hmm. Besides, hey, it keeps crashing on me. The only move uh, is yeah. to not play. Yeah, exactly. The only move is to not boot your computer awesome. at all. Because the computer is going to make it, you do it anyway. Uh, it's, and Panzer General is one of these transitional things. It, it's Panzer General, it's Shattered Union, which is a bad Shattered game, Union. But, that's yeah. But, exa- hey, that's a great call on that. But Shattered, because Shattered Union, is, it's a transitional game. It's a bo- but it's very board gamey. Mm-hmm. The idea is it's rock paper scissors, a uh-huh. lot like uh, Panzer General. Okay. And the, the important thing is it has a setting, a setting you can believe in. The difference is Panzer General is a setting everybody understands. Everybody knows World War Two. Indiana invading Michigan is not quite the same thing. And there are a lot of good things about Shattered. I think Shattered Union was underappreciated. I don't think it's a great game, but I think it was mm-hmm. underappreciated. Okay. Um, because of it's, it kind of fits in that nebulous spot. And for a long time, one of the causes of Flash of Steel, if you could say there's a cause of Flash of Steel, my blog, of which this podcast used to be the official podcast of, uh, is that okay. there just isn't this space uh, the Panzer General and a few other games used to occupy, where you could bring in the mainstream gamers. You know, I like Nazis. I like war games. I like. I don't really I like, like Nazis at all, actually. No. Expand I, I, <laughs> the Nazis. I, li- <laughs> I like killing Nazis. I like okay, killing yeah, sure. Nazis in a war. Okay. Sort of thing. All right. And uh, let's bring me into the history type stuff. And I think Panzer General played this. This gateway, it, 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 it's a gate. Panzer General is the gate between casual and serious. Uh-huh. And in the mid-90s, you kind of had this in strategy gaming, where there were a lot of games, Panzer is just one of them, where you would either say, this is as far as I will go, I will not pass the gate, or I want to learn more. Mm-hmm. And I think strategy gaming's kind of missed that. I think that you're either beyond the gate or you're short of the gate. There isn't a gate game. Okay. And I think Panzer General was the gate. 
And I think that's why people are drawn to it. That's what makes it special. And that's okay. why you get all these, get all these branching campaign type stuff. You had, you know, if you really, really are great, you can, you can invade London. If you're really, mm-hmm. really good, you can do Operation Sea Lion, and next you're conquering England, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but if you're kind of average, you're following the course of history, and the course of history's got a kind of pull. So even if you kind of suck, there's still a reason to keep going. Right. And I think uh, that's what makes Panzer General special. It was a kind of it was the game that was it did not punish you for being average. Yeah, okay. I think that's I think that's a good point. Fair. I like it that. Pun- it accepted the fact that you know you know your history. You know it. You don't have to be a genius. And as you learn the system and you pay through the campaign better, say, oh my God, new things are open to, opening to me. All of a sudden, and I can invade Georgia. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but think, you, you saw this in a few in the, in the same period. You had, you know, uh, said last week we talked about Cinemar's Gettysburg. You saw the same thing. You know, if you really, really kicked ass as the Confederates in early scenarios, you could actually win that battle. You could turn the tide of history because new opportunities would open to you. And this was a thing that happened in like from ninety three to ninety eight. It was this really great period in scenario based strategy gaming, and I think we kind of lost that. I'm not sure why. Well, I have a great theory that... about that, but it's going to take a long time, and it's going to be a giant rant. But I can do that at any time. A giant com- rant. Com- compress I, it. Br- br- I've heard three MA listeners love Bruce Garrett. Yeah, I want to hear this. Why have we lost so, the so gateway th- game? So th- that is my understanding. I just got a, an IM from. Uh, Bill Abner, who said we have to talk about uh, branching campaigns, and we will. Uh-huh. I'm sure. I'm sure do that. But yeah. That is what. But that is why Panzer General stands out for me. It is. It is. It is the gate. It, it isn't. The, it's not a, a gateway, but it's a gate. It is where you decide how far you want to go. Like a stargate. And it is absolutely <laughs> not like a stargate because it is not. Nice is, segue. No, nothing's quite as lame as a stargate. Yeah. And, uh, I've heard of Babylon Five space stations. Pretty do, lame. Do not get me started on <laughs> Babylon Five. All right, dude. Do not get me started. Babylon Five special. Uh, Panzer General. I think it's important. It stands out for so many. I mean, I mean, Bruce. I mean, you agree? With it. it is an important game because. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I'm not saying I don't say anything that it's that no, uh, ever, you know it's a ever, bad game. I, you know, no. I didn't particularly enjoy it. Yeah, I, 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 I do. You brought up another great point about the branching campaign, about how you know it. It specifically, you know, you went through the war based. On, I had forgotten that part. I, mean, I forgot a lot about this game. Maybe it's better than I thought it was. But uh, you know, the um, how well you did opened up new, uh, you know, new scenarios, and, and that's that's great. I mean, I, I think that that's all fine. But uh, I think that if this is a good time to to explain why that doesn't happen anymore. I think that I think it's all I think a lot of it's technological and I think it's the same kind of um uh thing that we've seen uh with uh with Sims also. Um and I think that I think that there was a time in strategy Sims like, games. Sims like Sim- the Sims or no, Flight not Sims the Sims or Sims. Sims. Flight Sims uh what you know any kind of sim. Uh but yeah, mostly flight sims, mostly complex flight sims because I think there was a time there was sort of this um uh, if you had, you know, uh, a graph of uh, what computers could reasonably, uh, reasonably simulate or reasonably handle, and also what people could reasonably uh, handle and interact with uh, on a, you know, in a game, right. I think that there was a time, some point in the '90s, I think, the uh, what people felt was the best that a computer could do 
somehow around that sweet spot where that's what most people could also handle in a game. But they could aspire to at least, yes. Right. So I think that, you know, the uh, you know these these simple games they weren't really actually that simple then I mean no, no. they were they were fairly involved but they weren't off the chart because there was no there were you know there were very few off the chart games I mean like we have a war in Russia or something like that but people didn't really expect that people expected there was a certain level of complexity that I think computers could handle and people that your average gamer could also uh, you know accept. And I think that as computers became, uh, you know, as technology became better and better and the things that computers could do, people started feeling like, you know, if a computer could, could simulate an entire F-16 cockpit and everything that it can do, then it should. I mean, Falcon 3.0 was actually a pretty good sim for its time. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it couldn't, I mean... It was only doing certain numbers. I mean, graphically, it wasn't that great. I mean, nobody was going to think, oh, my God, this looks like a photorealistic F-16 cockpit, except that it was better than anything else that had come up to that time. And I think that people, uh, uh, your average gamer could sort of assimilate, sort of, you know, understand, get into that game. And so I think the state of the art and the state of the gamer were sort of... Were synced. Yes, were synced, exactly. And, and then, now, and now, what a computer could do is so far the ability yes. of any of us to play. Right. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. That's. I mean, I think that's basically the point because anything that you, any time you see one of these simple games, now I, I had been on this crusade about you know simplicity in games for years. Um, it got kind of to be turned in broken record, but you know there there's there are a lot of drawbacks to having simple games, and I play a lot of simple games on Brett Spielvelt, and uh, you know it, it's it's easy to play you know, a few hundred sittings of a certain game that's simple, that's short, but then you're going to find all the flaws in it. And yep. I think that it's it's difficult to get a balanced game that is interesting, that has replay value, and that, you know, and, and that's historically, you know, reasonable because um, there are very few historical right. situations in war games that are going to be balanced. But um, I think that one, making that kind of game now, it's it's going to be seen as a compromise. It's going to be seen as oh, this is one of those simple games. Whereas in the past, it wasn't re- that wasn't really the case. It just it wasn't aspiring to simulate all sorts of different things. This has been well, a theme of yours for many years, Bruce. I mean, the idea that you know games are the problem with computer games vis-a-vis board games and modern games versus vis-a-vis old games is that uh, we have limits on what we can simulate and what we couldn't. Right, um, but I'm saying, but I'm saying the what, that. In, but, what in makes the past, Pants General special is that that it came that, out in that at time. the right at the very right time. Exactly. It's a, it's not that it's a bad game or even a good. I mean, Muxin is not bad. It actually is a very good game. I think the fact that many of its design decisions are in fact very sound design decisions. Um, and there were design decisions that were like of its time. It's the right. same for you know Seven Cities of Gold and Civilization, and that you know if, if Seven Cities of but Gold so, today, so be the, I, I was waiting till we got to the Civilization corollary, right? I mean, a game that comes out at a similar time in history, I think, hits that same spot that Bruce is talking about. The complexity of the original Civilization was as much as the computer could handle, right. and also was as much yeah. as I could handle. I right. think that's a very astute observation. I can't believe I'm agreeing with Bruce about something. Oh my god. Um, yeah, you you guys agree more than you think. I mean, if I, I were to go, th- but, I were to go uh, through the podcast, why is it that why is it that you know civilization still has this enduring appeal, but you know Panzer General and 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 frankly, its ilk oh, have kind of fallen off the map. Because, because oh. that, 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 that's easy. It's because you know 
there are eight million different ways to play World War Two, and only a thousand, only hundred ways to play, you know, the Stone Age, the Modern Age. I mean, that's what it comes down to: is World, you know, especially World War Two at the soldier level or company level or all the way up, the general level. I mean, but to be the to be the king of the world from beginning to the end. You don't you don't feel there's there's a bit of war gamers eating their young in this story as well like you know to to go back to what we're saying with the war gamers have always eaten their young well right but I I remember you know vividly at the time I mean Panzer General you know it's not just technical limitations I remember even when that game was new people were five I was a little older than that but I I I read enough to know I I read enough to know that a lot of grognards really intensely disdained that game and you know even maybe hated it because it was kind mm. of mucking up their hobby and i feel like there's always this drive to satisfy core customers and i and i feel like panzer general occupied this special spot because people always pointed to it as you know this was the example of a war game that could succeed you know in the mainstream, right? It sold really well. It was a really popular series. People said, well, war games, war games can be big. But I think when push comes to shove, most strategy designers are going to try to accommodate the people they know are going to be showing up to play. And that wasn't the mainstream. And I think the, right. you know, the right. acceptable minimum kind of shifted. Acceptable minimum for what? For sales? No, for the acceptable minimum for, like, for, for like realism, for abstraction. I lost I mean, you there. I'm I mean, sorry. It's, it's, it's probably because I'm dumb. War games are a weird world. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, there, there are Panzerjournals. It was in this sweet spot in an era where you could be uh, both mainstream and niche stream because there was no mainstream computer gamers. I mean, the mid '90s. I mean, were whoever played computer games was a nerd. You were going to have very weird, peculiar ideas. Uh. That changed with very quickly. Um, strategy gaming is not what it once was. It was a time when strategy gaming was the genre for PC gaming. It was the dominant genre. Now it isn't. Now it's PC. Now it's console ports to PC gaming. I don't think that's a factor of designing, and it's the factor of the uh, generators, the demographic shift, more than anything else. I, I'm not. Are you saying that 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 there are no more Panzer generals because the demographics have changed. I'm saying, well, there, I'm, of... I'm, I'm saying there are fewer panzer generals because people are not investing in uh, the demographics. Demographics are, demographics are older. Uh, people who spend fewer games. People who played panzer general have either shifted downwards into uh, first-person shooters. In fact, most of them I think have shifted downwards instead of shifting upwards into War of the East. Well, I don't think there was very much. I don't think there was very much travel from from Panzer General to to War in the East, to be perfectly honest, or, or War in the East, or or that kind of hardcore well, the, the war game. Well, that transitional stuff. That's what, that's what Panzer General I think is is one of these I, games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you don't feel that you don't feel there's there's much distance between those two. I think there's a huge distance between them. I really do. Be- between what? Well, I mean, between, between Pan- the Panzer and... General is is so accessible compared to sort of a modern. Right, who's saying it's not? What I'm saying is that there are there is a this, we're talking about ten years difference here. I mean, is there, but there is a place in between, right, where you either evolve towards war in the east, or you take the other direction down towards uh, Call of Duty. Not I'm not saying up and down as you know moral judgments ones, but that there are other one is more towards the 
strategic combat, understanding the war, one down towards, I want to experience the war as a soldier. And I think that uh, you could look at Panzer General as, as, like I've said, it is this gate where what about the war draws you? What is the attraction? Is it simplicity? Is it the viscerality? Is that even a word? I think that I think that the uh, the reason I say that I don't think there's a lot of travel between between Panzer General and, and War in the East is that I don't I think that the things that made Panzer General interesting to I mean I'm sure there are exceptions but I'm sure, I think the things that made Panzer General interesting to a lot of people are, were precisely the things that that made it uh, you know that made it not a war game and they weren't interested in, they weren't going to go play a war game anyway I mean they, how, it, how do you define war game. I, sorry, I'm I, I'm using the term war game in in the sense of uh, you know the I, battleground series. Well, okay, there we go. So okay, a simulation. I just, I just, I just want our listeners to be clear on that that you're thinking about a war game as very historical. Tactical simulations, really. I, I'm thinking of war game as a, a war in the east is a war game. Yes, it is. Okay. Because uh, uh, Rising it, Sun is a war game. Steel Panthers is a war game. Yeah. Where the historical situation is set in stone, pretty much, and you're dealing with what happens. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And it's and it's an attempt to to model historical problems in a right. gaming setting. Yes. Where Panzer General has a lot has this alternate history stuff where you move from from scenario to scenario, and it gets increasingly more ahistorical the further you go on. Okay, but but back to your point. So you you feel there's not as much travel as I might think there is. Between War in the East and Panzer General, I don't think there's a big gateway. I don't think people are like, "Oh, I'm going to play this War, in, uh, this Panzer General, and now I'm going to go play, you know, these other more complex." Well, well uh, I'm, I'm not saying there's only. I'm not saying, there's a, I'm not saying there's a single gate. I'm saying that Panzer General was at its time the gate. It was the point where you decided which point you where you would move on. I'm not saying that after that there were no more gates. I don't know that the but, but I don't why would people decide anything? I mean they they played the game and they liked it and then they played something else. I mean the, the people that I knew that played Panzer General and liked it, you know, then went and played Gabriel Knight, but not because they played Panzer General, but because well, they but played you could, but you could play it and like it and like different things about it. You could say you played it and you liked the uh But when you say gate, you see, when you say the word gate, it makes it sound like, you know, people can go through the gate. And going through the gate sounds to me like you're now going to start playing, you know, simulation type war games, and I don't think that that really happened. Well, hang on though. I mean, you know, as as I go back and look at it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like Troy was talking about earlier, I, I think all of us on this show are, you know, interested in the issue of finding ways to introduce people to the next level of our chosen hobby, right? Or get them started on no, something not we really particularly. like. Well, we, well, I am. Okay. Bruce, like, Bruce um, likes being alone. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, and, and you got your war game buddies, and, and yeah, you got your identities war game. Exactly. But, but I kind of think, like, there are a lot of core concepts that you're going to find in more advanced war games that pop up in Panzer General in this really easily easily digestible fashion. I think, you know, just, you know, one thing that I, I really appreciate going back playing Panzer General 2 right now mm-hmm. is just the way that it makes, it, it kind of makes a case for turn-based wargaming. And I, I feel like a lot of people, like, there's there's not a lot of games that make a clear case for why a turn-based system is so interesting, why, why it can be different and enjoyable uh, and equally good as a real-time system. Are there many real-time systems for war games, though? Well, there aren't, but, but I feel like a lot of people... I feel like the, the different pace 
um, the artificiality of a turn-based system turns a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. And I think Panzer yeah. General, the way it sets up these puzzles, um, how straightforward each dilemma is, you know, is this right. unit good against a tank? No, but it's good against infantry or air. You know, you know very simple rock, paper, scissors. It it makes a good case. Well, it, it says, well, this is what this is what wargaming is at its most basic. Right. This is what you're going to be doing in a war game, and there aren't a lot of games that sort of make a case for their genre the way Panzer General does. This is why it's, I've I've heard it as a gateway. It is where this is where you'll stop, or this is where you'll keep moving on. Uh, in, in the wargaming world, I mean, it's not like it's this uh, one path. After you can pass, you can go through the gate after Panzer General and say, you know, there are there are so many lessons from Panzer General beyond just war game, not war game. But the idea that, you know, this is a game that teaches you to respect uh, certain historical exigencies, whether historical scenario-wise or not. Uh, I mean, Rock, Paper, Scissors is one of those things people that love, that, that say this sort of humor, love to complain about, but... It's kind of got this purity to it. Maybe a historical, but it's got a purity that it reflects certain historical understandings. And I think our, I think uh, Panzer reflected that in a very special way. Um, I think that's kind of why we look back on that and say this is, by strategy gamers at least, look back on that and say this is kind of an opportunity that we could have pushed on more. Now I have not played the the Xbox, uh, the XBLA version. I think Julian has played a lot of it. So, Julian, can you tell us a little bit more about how that reflects both on the past Pan's General experience and the, you know, it's a more of a card game type thing, right? Well, but it's, I mean, I, I don't want to sell this as something that it's not. So, so well, the, but also sell what it's sell for what it is. So, what it is is a uh, a sort of you know card game, uh, card based tactical war game. Uh, it bears more in common, say, with something like uh, Memoir Forty Four than it does with Panzer General. Uh, in that you you are, I mean, it is designed as a board game. There happens to be a good implementation of it for XBLA, just like there's a good implementation of Settlers of Catan for XBLA. But it is a board game at heart, uh, where you're moving units on an incredibly simplified, like six by six or eight by eight grid, um, and and you're you know you're taking your tank unit and running it up against a fortified anti-tank infantry unit that's sitting behind a bunker and you have certain cards you can play from your hand to either you know support that in combat or or you know bring up new units from the rear um but it is very straightforward it probably bears more in common with a a, a currently hot game called summoner wars uh than any other game that i can think of right now um it bears very little resemblance to the originals in any meaningful way, except that it still carries that uh, sort of what's the focus of the game. The focus of the game is on the dance of the units and the interesting interplay between units of different kinds. Right. And you can call that rock, paper, scissors. I think it's a little more interesting than that. Um, right. But it is, you know, you sit down and you play and you're done in 15 minutes. Uh, and it's very much a, it's very much a competitive multiplayer game. You're not really going to play this game solo very much right it's it's a card game you played across See, the but, table from somebody else but the first pageant was of course a very solo the whole, whole point was you were allies or access you know winning the war exactly and and i know that i mean pg2 i know brought in uh, a fair amount of 
uh, sort of multiplayer component to it. I was never somebody who did a lot of that. So I don't even know how well that worked. I know there was a big sort of play by email thing that happened at that point that I just sort of missed. But but so to you know to to get back to it, I mean I think what 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 Panzer General Allied Assault brings to the table is that same sense of hey I love World War II I love playing with tanks and you know bombers and infantry guys running around with their guns and I um, love World War II yeah exactly I love World War II I want to sit down and I don't want to play online poker because I can't do that anymore I want to play a game against my buddy <laughs> in California who's also into World War II and we can play cards against each other yeah I agree with you I think that's fine unfortunately I don't think that uh, uh, you know I think that the things that made uh, Panzer General I'm mean, just looking at the I'm looking at this 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 uh, web page because I think I don't think we've made it clear enough that that the reason that we're talking about this part of the reason we're talking about this sorry that you know Panzer General is a important Panzer you know, part exactly is the, is because of Panzer Corps which is uh, a game that's going to that's being uh, developed by the Lords Game Studio published and, by Slytherin uh, published by well published by Matrix Game slash Slytherin right Matrix slash Slytherin yes. I didn't. I and, didn't know that the how Harry Potter houses had gotten into game development. Yeah. Well, they don't have an eye. So, uh, so they're they're remaking this. Um, so the uh, the thing that you know the thing that strikes me is I'm looking at the I'm looking at the screenshots here, okay, and I look at the screenshot here, and there's a picture of uh, a Panzer V. So there's a Panther, and it's, there's a nice little Panther model. And there's stuff, armor, 15 to 120 millimeters, primary armament, 110, 75 centimeter, uh, 42L uh, cannon, secondary armament, yada, yada, yada. So, and, you know, there's a, there was a time when this kind of, you know, sort of uh, inclusion of historical, um, you know, little touchstones like this were very important to gamers because they didn't really, I mean, having that on your computer was kind of different, right? I mean, it, it didn't, you couldn't just, just do a Google search and find 5,000 pictures of a panther, uh, right. You, right? So so having that included in the game was important. I mean, it really had, it, it, it was meaningful for, for gamers. This was this was sort of, a, uh, this this further defined the game. And, and, and of course, the people, a lot of people that play these games liked the fact that, uh, you know they were interested in the, in, the, in in tanks. They were interested in the aircraft. Like here's a picture. They have a Stuka, and then there's a there's a screenshot of uh, of the Sharn horse. Cruise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So right. So I mean, these things were at one time. I think were 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 meaningful and important to gamers. Now I don't. I would argue that they're not. I would argue yeah. that it's it's just it's it it really. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's it's it's. Uh, I think it's a it's a failure to really examine why things happen in games the way they did. I mean, they're just making. There's no point in having. I'm never going to look at this picture of the Stuka. I can see a hundred thousand better pictures of a Stuka. Right, and you don't um, need to know that you don't. You no longer right. are fascinated by the exactly. the ceiling of the Junkers. You've yes. flown one a thousand. Time right, right. right. I mean, I can. I mean, I can buy a game and actually have an incredibly detailed, uh, hardcore simulation of flying a Ju eighty seven. Right. I mean, right. the the world has moved on. Gaming has moved on, and so this aspect of and it's it's part of it's it, interestingly. I mean, this is the thing that finally kind of hit home for me when I was playing. Because I really didn't at the beginning, I really didn't think I was going to like War in the East because it violated my rule of you know I, can't, I have no idea really what's going on, but 
the genius of that game, and I hate to bring it in again, but I think it's important to 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 talk about that in comparison to to Panzer General, is that the thing that that game gets right is that everything on the surface is manageable and can be handled, but it has a lot of stuff going on underneath that you can get into, which is the which is the current state of the I don't know state of the simulation or something. People want to see how many of a certain kind of tank is in some panzer division and how much fuel they have and 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 have it be meaningful but they've simultaneously made the game playable without needing to to keep track of every single one of those things all the time but you can always check it and and that's where that's where I think wargaming has moved to and this old wargaming of oh look I have a picture of a panzer 4 is gone and it's not really helpful, and so putting it in the game, it sort of seems to be. It's like you didn't. Ex- it's it's the unexamined game development. Don't you know you're just putting things in there for for no particular reason huh. other than that, that they were that they were there before. And I think you really, if you're going to make it, if you're going to design a game, you should design it to solve. You know, to 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 give people something new or interesting that is now possible that isn't, and I think that's what War in the East does. And this kind of, you know, this this Panzer Corps thing. I mean, yeah, it's it's a nostalgic game, but 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 they're putting all this stuff in that that I don't think really has any relevance anymore. Does that make no sense? No, I no, think I... Lord, I think I think Lord's game will hear and just change her entire design philosophy according to your. Uh, no, 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 I. No. I, I I'm I'm actually right there with Bruce. Yeah, I'm, I mean... I'm with that as well. I mean, there's. Panzer, this is the thing I've had this issue with. It's, it's, this is anachronistic, and there's a group of people yeah, for whom and they're, and, and that they're not will alone. be I mean, cool. They're, but... they're not alone. I mean, you have all these, you have so many companies and also independent, independent developers who want to just revisit the past. You have Matrix Games, whom I love. They've done some great work uh, publishing uh-huh. original work, but also, you know, re-churning uh, old licenses, old games, old designs. Uh, Close Combat, the Harpoon series. Uh, for every... War in the East, they turn out something completely different, uh, which is very old. You have um, people say, I want to remake King's Quest or Urquan Masters or whatever. And it's time to move beyond that. And I think Wargaming still has that uh, avenue. And I think Panzer General, I think there's a lot of room between Panzer General and War in the East. Yes, there's a ton of room. There is a sweet spot uh, that that people are not hitting. They're trying to hit either we're super realistic or we're super unrealistic. Um, and there's, I mean, not that Panzer is super unrealistic. I mean, they're not exactly acts and allies, but there's this spot there. Uh, yeah. And there, there, there is room uh, for the war game community to have this. You do not, you, the beer and pretzel games aren't where they used to be. That's what I'm understanding. The History Channel's made uh, the World War II not a mystery. Right, I agree with you, but I also th- and 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 maybe just to 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 sort of um, uh, to to emphasize the point you made, you know, uh, board war games yep. have certainly gone. I mean, they've they've come a, a, a very long way. Also, I mean, it, you and don't in just in very interesting and original ways. Right, I mean, just to have little square counters that have you know five combat factors and three combat factors, then you add them up and then it's eight. So you have to, if you attack somebody with four combat factors, it's a two to one attack, right? I mean, that stuff is pretty much gone. The the, the, and, the and, and frankly, as much as an ASL head as I am, God bless, right? I die a nice 
painful yeah. death because Absolutely. most of what that's most of what that's been replaced with is better game design. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I agree with you. Although I think the ASL is a special case. Um, but we can have we can have a show. <laughs> oh, we can have a show on ASL. Oh, yeah, hey, the whole show okay, stroking ASL's, ASL later. ASL is special, all right. But that's my point. I mean, I, my point is that you know, and I'm not trying to you know, I, I, I'm sure that people are going to be like, oh, you know, Bruce is just hating on all sorts of stuff. No, I don't. I mean, I, I don't have a problem. I mean, people should make any kind of game that they want. I mean, if if yeah. this ma- game is made and it sells a ton, then that's fantastic. And and but I mean, I don't think that it's. Uh, I, I just. One of my other giant problems with, with computer war game design is that all the really interesting design seems to be happening in board war games, and none of that gets translated to computer games, right? I mean, the um, the vast majority of these games are, are you know, either rehashes of combat mission or mm-hmm. rehashes of, you know, hex games that were were, you know, outdated 30 years ago. Or uh, you know the Panther Games series is is one of the you know one of the few attempts to really try to use the computer to do things that board games can't. I'm not actually. I understand what they're doing, and I and I and I think it's it's uh, very clever and, and and interesting. But I don't particularly enjoy playing those games. But um, I just think that there's a lot more interesting design going on uh, in in board war games than in, in computer war games. And I guess that's just that has to do with the um, with the cost of, of development, the difference in cost of development because you can't just pour a whole bunch of money into making a uh, into making a computer game. It takes too much uh, too much investment and then if it fails, whereas if you can make some uh, some board game about you know Vietnam in your spare time and, and, and publish it and if everybody likes it then uh, uh, you know you just make more copies. Well on All that right. insightful note We'll leave off our discussion of the Panzer General <laughs> series. <laughs> and as always, if you enjoy this show, um, you know, be sure to spread the word around. Uh, I always love to see retweets oh. when a new 3MA goes live. Oh, uh, can I mention the, the meetup? Oh, absolutely. Uh, reminder to people in the Southern Ontario area that uh, this Saturday, uh, April 23rd, there'll be a meetup at the Duke of York pub, uh, which is on... Uh, be, there will be a link to that at the there, bottom. There's of the a link podcast. to that on the podcast. Uh, it's uh, near the St. George uh, subway station. Please come by. Uh, I have booked uh, enough room for a dozen, but I'm sure we can find uh, enough room for more. It's one of my favorite pubs when I was at graduate school. Uh, April 23rd, 2011. Please be here. I look forward to meeting you. Excellent. All right. So, last question for you guys Of all the games in the Panzer General series, which did you like the most? People General. Uh, I like Panzer General 2. Panzer uh, General 2 is the, the, the one I've played. The first game I played was uh, Panzer General 3D, which put me off the series for about 10 years, uh, so I didn't catch it until good old games. Um, Bruce? I thought Fantasy General was great because of the elf question. So, <laughs> the elf, the elf question? The elf, that's a, kind of disturbing, actually. Is it an elf question? Yes. I thought I heard of Fashion General. I was thinking... Uh, so, uh, what, what, what made um, People's General... Uh, a standout in the series, Troy? Uh, the modernity of it. The uh, the fact that it made the alternate history come alive in a kind of weird way. I mean, Operation Sea Lion is one of the things you knew would never happen. Yeah. Our Papal General kind of took the mechanics and put it in an alternate history you could believe. But also uh, would never happen. Well, but it was the future, so who knows, right? Got it. So that's why I like Papal General. 
Well, as as Homefront warns us, the Koreans could strike at any oh, moment. Don't get me started. And we must be vigilant. <laughs> there are. I I love my colleagues in PR and marketing, but for God's sakes, Homefront seriously. And on that note, Homefront seriously, we'll call <laughs> the, the show the worst sequel ever. Good night, Excellent. everyone. Go Red Wings. Good night.